Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we are talking all about what will happen in week 14 of the 2020 college football season. We're going to talk about the Gators taking on Tennessee in the finally for I think the first time this year we're in the 330 slot. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Believe so. We're going to talk all about that game. We are also going to talk about five wide, make our predictions, make our two-point predictions, and we'll end the show as always with tweets that we've shared. But Tyler, we will start, as we do every Tuesday now, uh, with the updated college football playoff rankings. Uh, We're not going to play too high, too low, just right. But uh, I will tell you, the top seven teams have remained unchanged. That is Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas, Florida, and Cincinnati. We start to get some changes at number eight after Northwestern ended up losing last week in just perfect classic Big Ten fashion. Uh, they ended up losing to Michigan State, and the Georgia Bulldogs are at number eight, Tyler. I'm going to keep this brief um, because we discussed <laughs> it last week. Why? Don't understand it. Moving on. Moving on. I'm going to echo your exact same sentiment. Um, number nine, Tyler. Yeah, is say, a team. It. say it. It's it's the Iowa State Cyclones, baby. That's right. Yes, it is. It Iowa is. State. Top welcome, 10 Iowa State. Welcome to the top 10 Iowa State. Tyler, talk to me. Talk to me. What is there to say? What is there left to say? What have I not said? What have we not said already? Like, I mean, I know that these playoff ratings supposed to come out in November and it's December now, but like you said last week, I don't tell the people in Ames, Iowa, because it's still Brocktober to them. <laughs> Brocktober is going on for three calendar months. Well, you, you know how, like, to everyone in the world, it feels like it's still March? Like, this has been the longest March of your life? <laughs> yes. That's what it feels like in Ames, Iowa right now. But it's a good thing. But, it, but it's, it's a good thing. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, Iowa State's locked up a bit, all but locked up a spot in the uh, Big 12 championship game. They deservedly are in the top 10. Um. They should be ahead of Georgia. Fight me on it. I I'm not going to fight you on it. But not you. I agree I'm with just you. At, at the the universe, the collective you, yeah, specifically no. the college football playoff committee. Um, <laughs> Drop a pin. Yeah. Matt Campbell will meet you there. I I agree with you. I agree that Iowa State should be higher than Georgia. Uh, Miami comes in at number ten to round out the top ten. Oklahoma is at eleven. Indiana. Oklahoma is way better than Georgia. <laughs> Oklahoma is way. Here's if you we weren't going to do this, but let's just do it. If you were going to take these four teams and reseed them, it would be it, it would be Iowa State nine, Oklahoma ten. I'd probably put Georgia eleven. Georgia, um, I'm sorry, Iowa State eight, Oklahoma nine. I'd put Georgia ten and Miami eleven, yeah. just because, as said before, um, Miami is literally just De'Ara King and a bunch of other people. Also, Miami hasn't played in like three weeks, so like, yeah, yeah, big COVID problem down in Miami. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, after that, BYU goes up a spot. Northwestern drops down to 14 from eight after losing to Michigan State, which rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State 15, Wisconsin 16, North Carolina 17, Coastal Carolina 18, the undefeated Chanticleers, Iowa 19, USC 20, the undefeated Marshall Hurd at 21, Tyler's uh, Tyler's Pac-12 team, it, traditional Pac-12 team. Because he decided to abandon Washington and go after his Cal Golden Bears this season. I don't know what you're talking about. 
and Washington said, fine, Tyler, we'll only just go 3-0 and and prove to you that we're still good. Ugh. That's literally all they said. I can't ever get it right. Washington 22, Oregon 23 after their loss to Oregon State. Tulsa 24, and rounding out the top 25 is Louisiana and the Raging Cajuns. Uh, Tyler, overall, what are your thoughts on the, besides the little kerfuffle we just had at the top, bottom of the, end of the top 10, beginning of the teens? I just want to say, Iowa State's only losses are to both ranked teams. Um, the <laughs> They lost to Louisiana and to uh, Oklahoma State. So That is true. That is true. Uh, the biggest thing to me that is just weird is that I'm looking on this thing. Wisconsin's up here at 16, at 2-1, and one, which seems a little much to me. But, mm-hmm. like, it's the fact that we're in December, and but BYU has played nine games, and Wisconsin's played three. It's just odd. Like, yeah, it's, it's just it's, a weird it, thing to see. I think what's even crazier is that Ohio State's played four football games and they're the number four team in the country. Yeah. I so, mean, I, hey, quick discourse on that. Yes. What do you feel like are, are, are the chances that Ohio State gets in the playoff dwindling? Are they, are they slowly going down? I because, think. Yeah. I, I don't want to say the chances. I think the hype is definitely slowing down. I don't want to say that it's like they're they don't have any chance to make it. Oh no, their it's hype, Ohio State. Like yeah, and their hype is a hundred percent kind of going lower, and I would say not by their own fault. Uh, if anything, I would just kind of credit it to a surging Indiana team, and also just you know a global pandemic where they're not really able, they're not really able to go out and <laughs> play as many games and dominate well, as they should be. I mean, it's it's really the Big Ten's fault for for creating a jerry-rigged no room for error season with right. uh you know j- just to get into the playoff which is jeopardy it's just the fact that they may not even play in their conference championship game because of all the canceled games that they're, they might have so um, so here's my so here's a question since we're about to talk about the acc and and their you know schedule and what they did let's talk about the big 10 as well there's a rule that you need to play i think it's at least half of your games right you need, you need to play at least six games there you go. You need to play right. at least six games. Is it that? I think you can't play less than two. Okay. You can't miss more than two games, I'm pretty sure. There it is. That's what like. it is. So right now, Ohio State has had two games canceled due to COVID. Um, and it's funny that <clears throat> they would be ineligible for their own conference. Do you see Ohio State making the playoff even without playing in their conference championship game? With this light of a schedule. Because we saw that happen in the first year of the playoff in 2014. Um, well, actually, they won their conference. That's not true. But we saw it happen in, in a 2016 different year. In 2016, it happened when there we go. Penn State won the conference. But, but they played a full schedule. Yeah. And I, that's the thing. I mean, it's certainly possible because, like, like it always does, these things figure themselves out. Like, right now, we have, you know, at this point in the season, well, in this, at this point in the college ball rankings, we will have, like, 10 playoff contenders and then eventually in like two weeks it'll get whittled down to six like yeah and realistically it's one of those things where the more and more other teams play the more they lose the more ohio state's opportunity opens back up but mm-hmm. the thing is is what they've just got working against them you look at these records alabama eight games eight no notre dame nine and no clemson eight and one texas a&m six and one university of florida seven and one cincinnati eight no um ohio state four and oh They've played less than half of most of those teams' games. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's. 
I just, I just, it's interesting because um, if there's any team in the country that can overcome the not having played a lot of games, it's probably Ohio State with the brand. Yeah, but like it is, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna seriously affect them. Like that's the, I think that's the reason they're down at four mm-hmm. instead of being three when we all thought that when they came out because they I, looked I better than Clemson for a large part of the year. Mm-hmm. But they've played five less games. And that yeah. kind of, I, I do think that that has to matter. It is a pandemic year, so I am so willing to throw that out. Like mm-hmm. usually I, I like in a normal year, if, if they had two games canceled, I'd, that would be a big deal. And I would agree. Cause like everyone's kind of playing the same amount of games. We don't, we're not in that year, but it does take it into consideration. Like they could be playing on championship weekend in one of those big 10 supplemental games mm-hmm. against like, I don't know, Wisconsin. And it's really going to matter <laughs> how big they beat Wisconsin by. Right. And, like, and, Okay, so here's here's my last thing on the Big Ten before we move on to the ACC. And I already have a hoodie up because it's cold. Uh, hoodies he was up. cold here today, too. It, First time of the year. It's cold all it around. It was 36 degrees around. when I walked outside. That's That, that do be chilly, Tyler. That yeah. do be chilly. Uh, hoodies up. Third eye activated. If What if... Would Michigan th- not like kind of give a little, <laughs> I'm not feeling too good? to Ohio State to prevent the game from being played. And even though they may not cost them a trip to the playoff, they would definitely cost them a conference championship. Is Harbaugh petty enough to do that before he inevitably leaves in the offseason for the Detroit Lions? There's many ways to answer this. What Michigan should do is 100% unequivocally totally call in sick. Yes. Like, totally call out sick. Like, like just, you're not going to win this game, but just screw your rival just stick it to him like oh yeah as, and and like i completely cape for that make 100%. make this game make make this game relevant again by not playing it yeah no that's what you absolutely should do and that may uh, th- that may end up happening i firmly believe that that may end up happening but only because mission will be like we're not going to endanger our players we care too much about the integrity of our you know for like, good reasons that, for good reasons which that, are yeah. actual good reasons i'm just saying mm-hmm. that like it would be more funny for the content if this was if the reason was also like the funniest thing in the world would be if they actually could play the game but they called out sick that I but Harbaugh would never do that Har- Michigan well, specifically would never do that like I don't know man when has Michigan ever been petty when has Michigan ever been petty We'd have to go all the way back to the Bosch, Bo, the the that does that doesn't count. Better days in the sixties, and listen, I've been working on a big college football project. I've been doing a lot of college football history. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan in the sixties hated. I mean, they hate each other now, but it's like it was like peak. They egg bowl hated each other. They egg bowl hated each other exactly at that point. So, yeah, I wouldn't put it out of quote question. But they absolutely should be petty. I'm just not convinced that they will be. (laughs) Uh But they. They really should be, though. <laughs> I will, let me float this to you. If Urban Meyer was still the head coach of Ohio State, Jordan Harbaugh absolutely probably would be petty. But I don't That's know true. if he like doesn't like Ryan Day or something like but that. But isn't Ryan Day just like Urban 2.0? See, I don't know. Like, I Hasn't that been the Ryan Day's been a head Columbus? coach for one year. That's true. I don't That's know true. enough about him is the thing. Very true. And like they played this rivalry once, and Ohio State had to apologize for running up the score or something like that. Yeah. But Ryan Day kind of did the whole, like, I will say that I'm sorry, but you can tell that I'm not. Like, I'm sorry if your feelings were hurt. A non-apology yeah. apology, as they say. Yeah. That's From my understanding, that's one of the things that happened. But uh, 
I don't know if that constitutes enough. Anyway. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that plays out, though. That was my hoodies up third eye activated of the week because I really wanted... I really want that to happen. Just for the content. You know, just for the entertainment. Absolutely. How cool would that be? It'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool. All right. Uh, Tyler, let's move on to our next uh, quick hits topic. It's about the ACC schedule reshuffling. Now, I have been, as said previously, working on a big project for school today, so I didn't get a chance to really dive into the story before we started recording. Tyler, talk to me. What is going on with the ACC schedule reshuffling? I have heard that Notre Dame is now confirmed a participant in the ACC championship game. Yes. Um, so, a couple things. Uh, the ACC has changed its testing procedures, um, requiring tests to, that have been administered on Fridays to now be administered on Thursdays, so the teams will know if they have players that are uh, test positive so they don't travel with them. So, so why that wasn't the case beforehand makes no sense to me. <laughs> like Tyler, but then you would be expecting what the hell? <laughs> you'd you'd be expecting college football conferences to you know do something smart for once. So it, it's not it's not to do things something smart. It's to not do something dumb. That's what I uh, ask, and that I know that's too much. But like, <laughs> I'm not even asking to be smart. It's to be not dumb. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. regardless. Um, so now, basically, uh, the conference's entire game schedule has been bumped down a game. You, they were supposed to play 10 conference games. It's been bumped down to nine, um, which basically locks up uh, Notre Dame for a play, uh, for a championship spot. Right, because they will, currently... play, they will play one more game uh, yes. this this weekend against Wake Forest. And they have um, a tiebreaker over Clemson. Yes. And well, even if they lost that game, they would have a they'd, Yeah, they'd have a tiebreaker over Clemson and they would have played Miami. And so basically they would have just they would get in. They would get in regardless. Right. Um, they've locked that up. Uh, so, con- so congrats to Notre Dame for a perfect one for one ACC comp ty- conference title game appearance record. If they win the ACC, oh, we're never going to hear the end of it. We are never going to hear the end of it, Tyler. Um, so Clemson will only have one more game left on their schedule. I believe mm-hmm. um, they, they will only finish. They will finish playing nine games. Uh, Miami will finish playing nine games. If all things remain the same, instead of the 10 games, basically what this is all leads up to is the fact that uh, um, re- originally there had been a, an idea that if Clemson couldn't make up one of their games, they were going to miss out in the ACC championship, even though they beat Miami because mm-hmm. Miami would have a higher winning percentage because they would have played one more game and won one more game. The right. ACC smartly said, no, <laughs> um, we're like we like we like no. Derek King. But we don't we like the Eric King, but we don't like him more than Trevor Lawrence. Well, ACC's like Clemson may lose again and may not make it. We may not get two teams in the playoff, but it ain't gonna be a what if. <laughs> like we're gonna know. Um, additionally, I mean, hats off to Mike Norvell. He successfully ducked the Clemson Tigers. Just. I, I, Mike I Norvell successfully ducked Clemson and Florida in one season and wasn't even there when they played Miami. I was going to say, there's an argument to say he also ducked Miami. <laughs> His team didn't, but he did. Oh, my gosh. And I never – if you would have told me – if you like, would have told me that when Mike Norvell was hired in his first season, he was not going to lose – him, he was not – him personally was not, not going to lose to Miami, Florida, and Clemson in the same year, I would have said you were on drugs. Some heavy, heavy drugs. I was like, it has to be a combination of both. He's the greatest coach ever. And <laughs> two, all of those teams fell apart. <laughs> yeah, it had to be. Um, No, but 
other games got rescheduled as such, and we won't uh, we won't go into that because there's a lot of moving things around. Florida State season is not done. Mm. Um, that is one big thing, but they they don't have to play Clemson, which good for them. Um, <laughs> which is a win in their book. God, that I I someone would might have gotten murdered on that field. Oh, it would if that would have happened. I, I think Dabo's. Um, I think I think we would have had the beginning the a resurgence of a Florida State Clemson rivalry, and not so much on the field, but in the these coaches don't like each other ranks. Yeah. And that would have been fun. Yep, yep, yep. So good on the ACC for doing the right thing. And like you said, there's no going to be what ifs here. We're going to know. We're going to get Clemson Notre Dame in this title game. Because Miami could still get to the title game if they went out and Clemson loses one more time. I just don't see that I mean, that's not going to happen. Right. But But it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Um, And and Miami fans would probably be like, oh, what? No, we should have been able to play them out the games. I... I'm not saying this like I know any Miami fans would do this. I'm just like every fan base has somebody like this. Um, yeah, for sure. Miami got screwed. I'm like, no. Well, if you didn't want to get screwed, you shouldn't have lost to Clemson. But um, yeah. and and you know what? If if you told Miami fans at the beginning of the season that hey, you know what? They were only they were going to lose to Clemson, and because they they really aren't making the title game simply because of this weird situation with Notre Dame being in the conference. That's really it. Because yeah. Because if Clemson would have lost to Notre Dame in a normal year, it wouldn't have counted as a conference game. So it wouldn't have Miami had any would effect. would already have locked up a Coastal championship. Exactly. Miami would have locked up a Coastal. So they would have just gotten smacked by Miami in December rather than in October. So there you go. Uh, we're going to move forward, Tyler. Let's talk about our Gators this weekend. Florida, we're heading to Neyland Stadium to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. 3-30. Game of the week. By the way, uh, um, we, we played Georgia at three thirty on CBS. That was our other three thirty CBS game. Oh yeah, but that's that's every year. That's every year. That doesn't so that doesn't count. So so uh, Tyler, this is a game that in recent history has been one sided, uh, with the exception of that you one. Mean, <laughs> you <laughs> mean to tell me this rivalry where Florida's like what, like six fifteen and one in the last sixteen years is one sided? You know, one would argue that that would be the case. I would make that argument. I think I would win that argument. Um, and my point here is Tennessee, as as was emphasized in the title of our previous episode, has the same record as Rutgers. The same amount of wins as <sighs> Say Rutgers. Say again. Say again. Tennessee has the same number of wins oh. as Rutgers. Let that sink in, ladies and gentlemen. Because right. of that, I feel very comfortable and confident yeah. about this football game. Yeah, preseason when this was re- when the Tennessee game was supposed to be this is supposed this was supposed to be Florida's last game of the season. Yes. When this game was rescheduled to the end of the was scheduled at the end of the season, every single Florida fan was like, "Uh oh, uh, excuse Uh-oh. me, oh, every single Florida fan." Just you no, know, because yes, there's a little bit of you that's like the the 2001 team that got snubbed from playing for a national championship because the Tennessee game got rescheduled because of because of I really, 9/11. I really, I really hate to say this because of 9/11. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing an argument once where it's just like this is going to sound so weird, but if not for 9/11, Florida probably would have won another national championship. You're not I, wrong. We're going down a road. That's not going to happen now cuz like I'm not trying to be bragging or anything, but like Florida is a vastly better team than Tennessee, like embarrassingly vastly so. And here's the other thing: it's the same. There's a lot of there will probably be a lot of argument for 
I'll just at large. Can I? I'll just talk about the game. Like, dude, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're not. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Just talk offense about the game, will be whatever. great. Defense will start slow and then settle Pick in, up. like it always does. Yeah. Um, and we have another Towns in at punter, so we're good. I have McPherson, best kicker in the country. We're good. What's I think the broader thing about this game is that the, there's probably going to be a lot of talk as with most of Florida's games up until the Alabama game is like, is this the is this a trap game? Is this the game when they slip up? And Florida has been playing eh the last two games. Um, good on offense, okay on defense, could be better on both. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing: this is remember a couple of weeks ago when everybody thought the Arkansas game with Felipe Franks coming back to the swamp would be the trap game because it was right after Georgia. Oh yeah. Florida, that, Florida so, scored 63 points. Um, so we'll talk about, talk about people saying like, Oh no, this is the game that will slip up at the beginning of the season. That was my game, Arkansas. Yeah. N- not because we thought, and especially after Sam Pittman worked wonders the first couple games of the year. So. Yeah. Well, that was the thing is that like, that was the common argument. My argument was just like, I don't think Florida's going to fall trap in that game. Mm-hmm. because mentally they're like Felipe Franks has come back to the swamp and they don't have any ill feelings, but they're going to get up for that. It's not just some team on the other side. It's their old quarterback. Yeah. Florida can clinch the sec East with the, with a victory at Tennessee in Neyland stadium. That's going to matter. And with the way that the Dan Mullen and his coaching staff coaches things, is that like, that's also, that's really going to matter because you've looked at Dan Mullen in every press conference the last the rest throughout the season he's been given multiple opportunities to like prop up like kyle trask as a heisman candidate and he kind of refuses to do it he continues to be like well if we keep winning he will get a chance to win it like yeah. and, and he's he's right and exactly that's where i was gonna go with that he's a hundred percent right there. he's he's not only giving a subtle he's giving a subtle support for obviously he supports his quarterback when heisman but like He's giving a subtle nod to, yeah, this guy should be getting attention. But he's also using Kyle Trask and the impending potential Heisman win, trophy win for him as motivation for the rest of the team. You yeah. know, he's he's telling the team, hey, if you really want this guy to win it, you guys got to rally around him and get him, get us to a position nationally where people are going to have to take him respect him and take him yeah. seriously you know so, and the way that they coach especially us with rivalry emphasis on rivalry games um dan mullen has smacked tennessee both of the last two seasons mm-hmm. um and not just florida has beaten tennessee a lot in the last 20 years yeah. but um specifically the last two beatings were were just dominations which hasn't yeah. happened as much um so with the added benefit of Dan Mullen, ever since he got here, their goal was to win the conference. And to do that, you need to win the SEC East. And to do that, you have to win this game. Yep. So I think that Florida's going to come out ready to fight. I agree. If anything, and I would argue the LSU game is the trap game because it won't matter. <laughs> right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I have I have one thing I want to say about this football game. Say it. The Florida Gators can clinch the SEC East in Neyland Stadium. Oh, I didn't even think of when. When, are, when is that ever going to be a situation that can come up again? You know, you know who's going to need to give the pregame speech. I'm sorry, Kyle Trask. I know you're the captain of this football team. I am sorry, Kyle Pitts. I know you are the best and most talented player on this football team. I'm sorry, Dan Mullen. I know you're the head coach of this football team. But it's time to hand the pregame motivation reins to the one man that does rivalry games at Florida best. It's time to call in the head ball coach. It's time to call in Spurrier. 
It's time to say, hates listen, Tennessee, so. Turrier hates Tennessee. A Tennessee native, for those that do not yeah. know, did not get recruited by Tennessee and ended up going to Florida and never forgot that. This is a moment. If you are not, I mean, again, I've been doing a lot of college football research. Just how Notre Dame, <laughs> just how Notre Dame said, win one for the Gipper. Florida, we need to win the SEC East title, clinch a spot to Atlanta in Neyland Stadium that for the headball. Mullen's probably gonna be like put up fifty. <laughs> like, we, listen, we need to do our best 1996 Gators impression. Actual. Yeah. We need to do it for him because this is a moment where Spurrier is Florida football. We've said it before. He is Florida football. He is the most important figure in Florida fo- football history. Correct. We need to do it for him. This is yeah. a moment that will never happen again because we play this game so early in the season. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. And actual football analysis for just a slight second. Mm-hmm. I will be interested to see um, on offense – Last couple of weeks, teams have been really um, dropping eight and pressuring Kyle Trask to take the short stuff, which they've done. Yeah. And they just in the Kentucky game, they were a little less efficient with it. But um, I want to see some growth from that. And on defense, Garrett, Jarrett Garantano will probably still try it out at quarterback because mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, well, I know and, why. It's because they don't have another quarterback. That's probably it. Um, and there, he can occasionally uh, complete some deep balls. So I want to see the defense protect the deep area of the field because you know alabama's gonna attack that you know and you know these next two weeks you do have teams that like to attack that area they don't necessarily do it well Mm -hmm. but as opposed to vanderbilt and kentucky they don't really attack it much at all like yeah um so i am interested to see how that works out i I think florida's gonna win like i just completely the the prospect of of winning the sec east in in tennessee in neyland stadium i don't see how florida can't get up for that I agree. So I agree. Um, my one thing is offense, no problems. Just get some more reps, get it clicking, all that stuff. Defense, I want to see the young guys. I do. Yep. I know this is a game. It's a must-win game. Every game to this point is must-win. But, like, I want to see the young guys. I want to see them challenge those quote-unquote starters, which, in my opinion, don't deserve to be starters at the moment. Um, I want to see them challenge them. I want to see Grantham trust the young guys and i want to see mullen do what he did last week and light a fire under grantham if he's not because that's the best thing for this football team going forward and the more reps that they get now and next week against lsu the better they'll be against alabama when we actually need them yeah so there you go all right that's it on the gators uh tyler let's head into five wide before we do that postponements northwestern will not be playing their scheduled game against minnesota COVID concerns in Minnesota. Hope everyone's okay. That's the only canceled game of the week. But then again, it so is far. close to the end. <laughs> so far. And then it end, Then again, it is closer to the end. Tyler, the score to date is Tyler 50, Sergio 45. And we will be beginning with the number 25 ranked Louisiana Raging Cajuns heading to Boone, North Carolina to take on the Appalachian State Mountaineers. 8.30 kickoff on ESPN. This is a Friday night game, Tyler. You will be going first. Who do you have in this football game? Hmm. Little, little, Making little tis, sounds tis. in my teeth. Um, t- it's it's tough. So important thing to note that Louisiana has locked up um, their division mm-hmm. in, the sun, in the Sun Belt. And 
Appalachian State can't yeah they uh Coastal Carolina has locked up Appalachian State's division so this right. the game while awesome um does not necessarily mean anything for the conference as a whole and for that fact okay this is tough because like I I kind of want to go App State um, okay. I'm working through this in real time because like I want to go App State because they have more to play for, kind of. Louisiana's locked up everything. This would be the trap game. This is probably, I think this is the last game before they have to go play the conference championship. Mm-hmm. But then again, Billy Napier, he'd be trying to get that, uh, he's trying to get that South Carolina job. I was going to say, he's, he's, he's got, he has got some, he's stuff got some aspirations. For. Yeah. Um, both these teams are pretty, e- like, you look at the stats and they're very similar mm-hmm. as far as points per game, points allowed per game, total yards, yards passing, yards rushing. Like it, they're they're both very balanced. Um, mm-hmm. They both are allowing around the same. I am gonna go. Mm, 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 I usually go with App State. I'm gonna go with Louisiana this time. Oof. Okay. I'm gonna well, I'm astray from my traditional pick. I usually just go App State without question with anything that they want to do. Anyway. I I respect your decision, but I humbly disagree. I oh, was gonna wow. go I was gonna go App State from before you said if you if you went App State, I was gonna go App State. And here's why. Oh. A couple weeks ago, last week, the week before, couple two weeks ago, when App State played Coastal, and that was the game where you took App State and I took Coastal. Um App State scared me. They're good. Watching that football game, they're a good football team. App State scared me, and this is a home game on a Friday night. Louisiana is just just found out that they are ranked in the college football playoff. I I'm with you. This looks like a letdown game for Louisiana. I'm with you in your ideals and your mentality. I'm different. I'm differing you on the execution. I'm gonna go with App State. I like what I saw from them in those beautiful Chef's Kiss all white uniforms from two weeks ago. Uh, I'm gonna go with the team 8:30 on ESPN Friday night. I think it's just too big of a moment for App State not to go out. And remember. This is college football. This is group of five college football where those things matter a bit more than in other levels of football, collegiate or professional. So I'm going to go with App State over Louisiana. And look at us right off the bat picking different teams. Love to see it. I, I've been hastily trying to figure out what App State's uniforms are for this game because that <laughs> just, doesn't matter. <laughs> just um, instantly they searching. haven't announced it yet. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, all right. I got I mean, I got to stick with my pick anyway. So you got to do um, it. You got to do all it. All right. Next right. game. Next game. I Tyler. hate it already. It is the Levi number Lewis, five. Don't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> it is the number five ranked Texas. Also, by the way, going back to Louisiana App State. Remember last year and the year before that, this was the football game in the conference. Yeah. Those players are still there. That bad blood is still there, Tyler. So keep that in Ooh. mind. We're moving on. Can't change your pick. Them's no, no I rules. can't change it. Yeah. We make the rules. Them's the rules. Uh. Next game, number five, Texas A&M versus Auburn. That's a noon kickoff on ESPN on Saturday. We are now in our Saturday slate. Um, you look at Texas A&M, and they're just coming off a 20-7 to victory over LSU, in which the game was kind of lackluster on both sides of the ball. Um, they're kind of lacking here. Auburn is coming off of a just demolishment against Alabama, but you really can't blame them because it is Alabama. Um, I find it interesting to be in Auburn's position because Auburn never plays a football game unless it's the SEC championship game that they've made a few times in the past or a bowl game a month later years. Like, but yeah, yeah. But I mean like the week right after, 
No. Uh, they don't play a game after Alabama. And when they do, it's because they beat Alabama. So this is an interesting spot to be in. Uncharted territory. But same thing with AM, because AM usually ends their season against LSU. They have yet to make the um SEC championship game. So it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I think I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna go a little bit different. And I have to go out on the limb. I think I'm gonna go Auburn. Auburn at home. Mm. We have the potential of good Bo Nix. He is at home compared to bad Bo Nix. This is an Auburn team that has both lost to South Carolina and also looked just fantastic in other games at different parts of the year. A&M, with the exception of the game against Florida, I don't really see them being as they're very consistent. Hot. They're very hot and cold. They are. And like you look at a team, this is a team that was took Vandy into half 12-7 to seven or something, 7-2, to two, I don't know, some weird one-possession score. I'm going to go with Auburn simply on the madness and the wild of it all. And I'm going to have hope that good Bo Nix shows up on Saturday and gets the ball into Marshall's hands and is able to put their playmakers in space. And the defense is able to contain um, Kellen Mond. I, honestly, if, if you make me choose between good Bo Nix and Kellen Mond, I think I'm going to go good Bo Nix. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, that makes sense. The um, the floor and the ceiling of Bo Nix is both higher and lower than it is with Kellen Bond with his consistency. But I think, not only because I'm down five points, but I think I'm going to go ahead and and, <laughs> and, and gamble. You're, I, think, I mean, time's running out, buddy. Like, time's running gotta, out. Listen, um, I gotta, I'm gotta. i drawing up the trick plays. Uh, listen, I'm I le- think, I've been leading all season. Like, you have. I think good Bo Nix, the potential for good Bo Nix outweighs the consistency of Kellen Mond. So I'm going to go Auburn. Okay. So a little background info on, on this series. Um, mm-hmm. The series between Texas A&M and Auburn is uh, tied at five wins apiece all time. Okay. Um, Auburn is currently on a three game win streak. Um, so okay. they had Texas A&M had won two times before they joined the SEC in like the you know whatever how hundreds of years of 150 plus years of college football history mm-hmm. um originally there was this trend in the rivalry that the road team always won i do remember for this. five for i believe six straight years that happened until last until two years ago jared Sidham led auburn back at the last second to beat uh jimbo fisher's first team mm-hmm. um in uh for first Texas A&M team in Auburn then Auburn won the one again last year uh it's tempting because these are two of Texas A&M's tougher games right now they have tough matchups because like Auburn's Auburn's Auburn mm-hmm. so I mean I don't think I need to explain any further than that Auburn can do anything <laughs> at a random day um and but it's it's in Jordan Hare which is a big deal yes um additionally next week they have to play Ole Miss which has an explosive offense so anything can happen with that right um Okay, I'm just I've talked a lot about this because this is a series that history always seems to like scream at me for some reason. Okay, um, understandably so. I think I'm gonna go with the better team. I'm gonna go with Texas A&M. Okay, makes um, sense because this this is a, this is a test for Texas A&M. This <laughs> is a you got to win it because like they're not gonna win. They're not gonna beat it. They, they've already lost to Alabama once. They're not gonna overtake Alabama. Yeah. Um, we already know that, but this is the test of 
if you want to be considered as a potential non-champion member of the college football playoff, you need to win this game. And again, yeah. Texas A&M, you need style points. And even when Auburn's bad, style points get Auburn mean something. So That is true. Yeah. Yeah. You're I'm right. Texas A&M. Good decision. I like how we are both split on our first two games of the week. Good for me or good for you. So we'll see. <laughs> big gamble um, here. Big gamble here. Uh, next up, we have the game in which the location at which college game day will be at this Saturday. Liberty at Coastal Carolina. This game does not deserve to be in the two o'clock ESPNU slot. What did they do to you? What did they I, do to you, ESPN? I I don't know. I don't know. I just don't understand how ESPN can both make this the site of game day and then also all of a sudden can say, oh, you know what? No, we can't move it out of our ESPNU slot at 2 o'clock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Liberty, stupid, stupid, stupid. Coastal Carolina, Tyler, you get the first pick. All right. Um, Coastal Carolina is getting college game day, and if you think I'm, ta- I'm taking anyone but the Chanticleers, you're out your damn mind. Um, yeah. I'm taking the Coastal Carolina – Chantecaes. Preach. Um, I will say, Coastal Carolina's damn good football team. Liberty's pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, I'm just kind of in this weird area where I'm like, I feel like Liberty, Hugh Freeze, okay, big brain time. This isn't conspiracy theory. This is big brain. Um, Got it. I feel like Hugh Freeze is not intentionally doing this. this is why it's not a conspiracy theory. Like, I feel like he's really playing to try and get a big job. And whereas Jamie Chadwell at Coast Carolina is, he's just coaching a good football team. Yeah. So, subtly, I think maybe that has an aspect of this game. Also, Coastal Carolina is a really good football team. So, I was going to say, I think I, I mean, think it's also that this is a... I, I'm, I'm going to take Coastal Carolina as well. Um, it, it's also that they're just a better football team, in my opinion. You look at Liberty. Liberty's and, good. Like Liberty's good. They have good wide receivers. They have a they have a good vertical pass game. But I like Coastal Carolina more as a complete team. And you're right. Coastal Carolina. Uh, Hugh Freeze has one foot out the door. He's literally just waiting to see which job he takes. You know. Yeah. Like he he might be desperate enough to even take the Vandy job. You know. Like if, I don't think they'll offer him. He but is, like so he now he'd just stay at Liberty one more year. But I I, I get that. But I think he is desperate. But enough he, that he wants do that. It. Yeah. Like exactly he wants to get out of there he wants to move forward uh yeah no coastal carolina i'm gonna take the better football team and the coach that's not thinking about moving out of the way he'll get his time he'll get his time jimmy will get his time it's just he's focused on the here and now which is the way you should do it yeah and the way you should coach so we're both on the same page there tyler pack up your backpack lewis i'm clark we're heading west we're getting to stanford at Washington, it's a four o'clock kickoff on Oof. Fox. Tyler, I get the first pick, and I think it's very easy as to what we're gonna do here. I'm gonna just go ahead and say I'm gonna pick Washington, and I'm gonna ISO and give you the floor. Take me the floor give me to the floor. talk about your Huskies and why Washington's gonna win this football game. Stanford's gonna roll up into Husky Stadium and look at Washington and be like, "Oh, that's what we wish we were." Um, that's... <laughs> Um, I don't even mean that really that much jokingly. Like what Stanford wants to be is what Washington is currently doing well. Uh-huh. And the thing that's scary about Washington is that they're getting, like I keep saying, every week they get Dylan Moore is more comfortable throwing the football. They have such a good run game, and I've been impressed with their offense and all the pieces that they have. They've got such mm-hmm. a good defense. They've got a, such good running game and a good offensive line that they don't need to pass a lot to win. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but they like they they continue to get Dylan Morris more comfortable. Stanford's also just kind of all over the place this season, and I don't blame them. Like, additionally, part of this is that this game was supposed to—I believe this game was supposed to be at Stanford, correct? Uh, it was supposed to, but because of the Santa Clara area, the San Francisco Santa Clara area restrictions locking down. Yep. Um, sports teams in that area are not allowed to play right there right now. So, like, the mm-hmm. San Francisco 49ers are going to be playing at the Cardinal Stadium. Um, right. For at least the next three games. Yeah, and all Stanford all Stanford games for the foreseeable future, I think, are going to be away games. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I we got to go to Husky Stadium one day. We do. Um, we I do. cannot wait to. And I just think that, additionally, Washington lost to this team last year. <laughs> so... This was the. I, just, this was I the can't, Jacob I can't gush enough about yeah. how much I love um, the Washington, like Jimmy Lake and the Washington Huskies, like brand of football. Yeah, um, their uniforms it, are pretty. This is also this is also a game between two black head coaches. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's awesome. Oof. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's a great moment, and I think you're right about the Jimmy Lake brand of football, where we had big questions about what is the drop off in terms of production. And the culture and all that going to be like going from a titan of college football in Chris Peterson to, you know, Jimmy Lake, someone who was a defensive coordinator that we didn't know how he was as a head coach. And he's proved us all wrong in just three games in a COVID-shortened season. He's proved us all wrong. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, we're both taking Washington. We are. We are both taking Huskies. We're taking our Huskies. Yes, a stadium we wish to visit. We got to make a big list. One day. One day. We have to make a list of all the places we need to go. Yeah, it's gonna be the for, right game. For a fact, it's Ames, Iowa. Ames, Iowa. Husky Stadium. I I do want to go to Notre Dame Stadium one day. I do I as well. I do as well. Jesus. I do like, as well. I, um, I think it's a right as much I as we go to Death nine, Valley. Both of them. Both of them. So that's five. Um. Well, we can make we can make Death Valley. We'll happen. make a long list. <laughs> we can make we a can long make Death list. Valley soon. We can make we Death can, Valley we, yeah, very soon. Yeah, we can. Um, we can. But we will we'll have that discussion later. Potentially off air. We might even bring it on air one day. Um, but we are both taking the Washington Huskies, Jimmy Lake, and his culture and his brand of football. Mm-hmm. Tyler, final game in five wide. We're staying out, staying out west. It's number twenty-three ranked Oregon Ducks taking on your your Pac-12 mistress, the Cal Golden Bears. It's a seven o'clock kickoff on ESPN. I have the first pick here. Just kidding. Tyler has the first pick here. Tyler, who do you have? I was totally gonna. If you made the mistake of going first, I was totally gonna let you do it because, like, <laughs> well, I kind of deferred. Over... I kind of yeah. deferred to you on the Washington pick. <laughs> I, I use a good point. Uh, I Oregon is so clearly the better team, hundred um, percent. And Cal's defense, Cal's defense is still good um, in a general sense. I mean, defense across the board is worse this year, um, mm-hmm. but. Cal's defense is still pretty good. Oregon's offense, though, was not the problem against Oregon State. Um, it right. was their defense that led up. And Chase Garbers was playing like played well in the Stanford game ish. More late, he played pretty well. But there's a part of me that says Cal's not zero and three bad. Like they have to get a course correct when at some point. But that it's not so much. It's not as simple as chalking that up to win con. It's about performance. Mm-hmm. Um, Cal's actually performed pretty well in all of their games, and they've just missed. So it's not a matter of they haven't been performing well, and at some point they've just got to stick it together. They've been performing well, and they've just missed a couple times. So they're going to keep performing well. Um, 
it's one of those things where like that doesn't really make me think that this this is just going to be a different game they're going to play the same game they've been playing the last couple weeks and for that kind of reason i'm going to take the better team because cal's been relatively consistent they just haven't won their games mm-hmm. um if, if it's a thing between two consistent teams i'm going to take the better one the more talented one i'm going to take oregon also you know there's the the, the fact that uh, oregon's probably mad <laughs> like yeah well we talked about we talked about uh auburn being in a weird position playing a game after the iron bowl yeah when they didn't when they didn't win the iron bowl um and i think oregon's in this same position as well they've never really had to do this before where um the game formerly known as the civil war the, the platypus bowl as we as as has been named um they haven't been able to they haven't had to play a game where they lose it and it's after because typically when they win they either win and the season's over or they win and they go to the pac-12 championship game i'm also going to take oregon but it's because i'm very interested to see how this oregon offense continues to develop and will continue to develop into next season because as we said before tyler Slaw is fantastic at that position and he's the perfect joe moorhead quarterback and I just don't feel like watching an Oregon game and not rooting for that Oregon offense because it's so much fun to me. I, I it really, is a really, fun really enjoy offense it. to watch. I enjoy watching it, and I just don't feel like rooting against it. So I am also going to go with Oregon, Tyler. Um, so that means that we only have two games that we differ in for five wide. Let's jump into two points. I have the gracious honor of going first this week for two points. Oh and Tyler, I'm going to stay out in the Pac-12. Uh, I am going to reintroduce a certain football team uh, that I have been waiting to watch. Oh, no. I am going to take my Arizona State Sun Devils uh, over the UCLA Bruins. Now, this is difficult as well because there not only is another fantastic Pac-12 game at the same time on ESPN in Oregon State, Utah, but... UCLA has been competitive in these past few games. And Even I don't better know, this year. I don't know what it is. Is it I think it may be a thing where like this COVID weirdness has made good teams be bad and bad teams be good. Um but lowered UCLA, the like lowered the difference. Like. Lowered the difference, yeah. But UCLA's been playing some pretty decent football lately. Um I'm a little bit nervous because Arizona State hasn't played since the first week of the season. Um and I'm concerned for Herm Edwards because he is an older gentleman and he did have coronavirus. Um, but so long as Jaden Daniels is playing in this football game, they're at home. Uh, I want to root for them. And I want a, vent- a vested interest in this football game. So I'm going to take Arizona State over UCLA for my two-point. Tyler? I have to support it. I have to support it. Thank like, you. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it. You, you've What's been, yours? You've been lost. Arizona State's been out and lost in the desert, and they've only recently come back home. Like, and I'm, I am there. By the way, we to still got to make them. it to Saturday, so like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am there to greet them, Tyler, and I will give them a gallon of water when they arrive. Don't you worry. All right, it's my turn. It's your turn. A lot of there's a lot of good options for two point games this, uh, this yes. week. Um, it's. I, I, I'm I'm gonna get to it. Like, there's a couple good ones. Like, a really, uh, oh man, I'm about to change my mind. Give me one sec. <laughs> um, we'll talk through the games. Uh, talk through okay. the games you're thinking about. No, I wanna. Uh, this is fantastic I'm podcasting. I'm vamping. I'm vamping. I'm vamping. Uh, just fantastic podcast. Up uh, to see. Uh, not nope. Not in love with it. Um, but, <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna go back to my original pick. I almost got Georgia Tech. Almost got me. Um, okay. <laughs> 
I almost I almost wanted to take Georgia Tech in something, which I almost want to take Georgia Tech to beat NC State, but that's not what I'm picking. Um, uh-huh. I'm going to go to a young rivalry that I have I have said many times on air every year that I'm like, this rivalry, I think, if it can get a little bit more even, because it used to be a lot more even, but now it's mm-hmm. lately it's been a little one-sided, but it is a young rivalry out in the East that was created by conference realignment that I actually think is really cool and could develop into something really, a really nice rivalry. I'm going to go to the battle line rivalry and I'm going to take the Arkansas Razorbacks to beat the Missouri Tigers. Okay. In a rivalry that like, first of all, I kind of like their trophy because the, because it's, it, it, the, it, the trophy is the two States cause they're on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And the words "battle line" are on the state line. I like in that. the trophy. I like so, that. So it's it's cool. it's, it's a little but, bit it's a little bit of a rip off between the Arkansas LSU boot. Ah, uh, the, uh, the boot. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it'd be um, funny if they if if Arkansas won both the LSU game and the Missouri just game. Law, just made one law. piece of land. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that uh, Missouri's lately like kind of handled this rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be a little bit more back and forth. Arkansas went through a period of owning it missouri kind of has got a bit of a win streak on it that has largely been the fact that arkansas sucked the last two years um like basura sucked like like Um, historical bad like yeah i mean like they're not that way this year these two teams are actually pretty even i think eli drinkwitz is being slept on missouri's actually played pretty well Mm -hmm. all things considered like considering where i thought they'd be they 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 found a quarterback in connor baselak um, they just beat Vandy forty-one to zero. Um, which, by the way, quick Vandy side tangent. Um, Sarah Fuller is still listed as the kicker on the trip to Georgia. That was gonna be. I was gonna. I was gonna have an honorary moment of the week. Oh shoot! shoot, shoot, was, uh, shoot, 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 shoot. Come sorry. on, Tyler. I was gonna surprise you. Uh, sorry. We didn't... Shoot. <laughs> this is what we get for being best friends and thinking alike. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Anyway. Um. Anyway. <laughs> I think that Arkansas, this I think is going to be a good game. I think there's going to be points in this game. I think there are going to be defensive plays in this game. Uh, it'll be one of those games where, like, the score's like 28 to 24, so not the most exciting in the world. But sometimes you know those 28 to 24 games are the most exciting because, like, there's enough scores to make it exciting, but you know that there were some killer defensive plays. Uh, felt like every possession mattered. And, and watching good defense is fun. Like I don't watching good defenses. I don't is fun. Like, watching bad defenses is bad. Like I I enjoy high scoring games, but when when the defenses are also playing well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. I get what you're saying completely. I think Arkansas is going to win. Take take one back for the rivalry this year. Um, I this this rivalry probably means more to me than it does to anyone else because <laughs> I think it's cool. You've been on this band. I don't know you've why been on I this, think it's cool, but I've been banging cool. this drum. Um, you've been banging this drum what, for that's years the two point that i'm gonna take yeah. arkansas please don't let me down again you know what sucks that like what? i generally from the bottom of my heart want arkansas to win this football game because it would be yet another symbol of um sam Pittman and felipe franks and those people that i just love so much as human beings but i need you to lose i need missouri for the sake of my two point my scores I need Missouri to win now. So thank you, Tyler, for putting me in the impossible position for actively rooting against Sam Pittman and Felipe Franks. I feel like a horrible person. I'm going to need to shower yeah. after this pod, after that game. It's going to be crazy. I'm um, sure will get over it. All right, all right. So that's been our five wide two point. To recap, Friday night, we kicked things off with Louisiana taking on App State. 8.30 kickoff 
on ESPN. Again, that's a Friday night game. Tyler has Louisiana. I have App State. Then we move on to Saturday. We're at noon at noon Eastern on ESPN. We have Texas A&M taking on Auburn. Tyler has A&M. I have Auburn. Then we move on to 2 o'clock on ESPNU, where Tyler and I both have Coastal Carolina over Liberty. Then we have a 4 o'clock kick on Fox, where we have both have Washington beating Stanford. And then to end five wide, seven o'clock on ESPN, we both have Oregon over Cal. And for our two-point conversions, I am taking Arizona State over UCLA, and Tyler is taking Arkansas over Missouri. Tyler, before we jump into tweets we shared, I wanted to have an honorary moment of the week moment for Sarah Fuller once again because she is Bye. listed. It's all right, it's all good. She is listed on the active roster again for this coming week's game. Let's we, go. We might be able to see her actually. It's going to be Georgia. No, I'm just where's kidding. the lie? It's Where, it's in the words. It's in the words. <laughs> um, would it be nice though if Sarah Fuller kicked a field goal and made like made a field goal between the hedges? I would be pretty. It would be pretty awesome. It'd be pretty awesome. That by the way, like, that's I another. Wa- stadium. I want it to happen really bad. Like I want it to happen just to I'll like probably prove... watch this game for some reason. Listen, I want it to happen just to prove the like ignorant like oh she wasn't really a good kicker like blah 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 things wrong from last week like no like she can hit like a 50 or 48 yarder like she's good I do it she can I do, it. do it i want to see it as well tyler before we wrap this thing up let's finish off with tweets we've shared what is your favorite tweet that i shared with you this week well, um, it's actually not a tweet that you shared with me, but it's a tweet that our good friend of the pod, Michael Phillips, did. But by the I way, we hilarious. should we should put a caveat. We're in like a Twitter group, the three of us, so it's not always like specifically each other tweets. Sometimes Michael's tweets make it on the show. Yeah, it, it happens pretty often, but no, <laughs> uh, that's how good of a friend of a pod he exactly. is. It's just like because we used to just be the two of us, then we started sending things to Michael. And now there's nothing there's nothing about college football or the NFL that I send to you that I wouldn't also just send to Michael. Same. And I think it's the way with all three of Same. us. Same. <laughs> so we just put it in a group. Um, so it's a tweet from Jordan Strack. It's a clip from the – oh, boy. From last Sunday's uh, Browns at Jaguars game. Yeah. Which I'll talk about a little bit more in a second. We're going to go to – but uh, in this game, it's a clip that uh, Jacksonville's defensive line shifts right before the play. And Baker Mayfield on the other side goes, that was effing cute, guys. Like, <laughs> which I only bring up because, one, it's hilarious, but two, it reminds me of College Baker. Um, that's it's like that's the best Baker. That's the best Baker. Um, also, by the way, um, bench Mike Glennon. He almost ruined it for us. So, so let me just be clear on this. We almost won. We almost fumbled the bag and won. Tyler, I, I'm old enough to remember – at the beginning of the season when you were very anti-tanking and I had to convince you that tanking was the way. And now you have fully embraced the Jacksonville. Oh, I'm, on the, I'm on the tank. I'm driving that soccer. The Jacksonville like, tank wires. You have fully no, embraced I, it. I had to text my friends. They were like, oh, we're going to lose this game. I'm like, guys, that's good. Like, <laughs> that, that's a good thing. They're like, well, yeah, but we could still get the number two pick if if we win a game like because of the Bengals have a tie in there. So we'd still get it. And I'm like, I don't care <laughs> no because i'm not looking for the number two pick i'm looking for the number one thank pick you because if the jets win one game we get the number one because pick. of strength so of please and kindly bench mike glennon just run the wildcat you know what don't just punt punt on first tyler down. Tyler, like, tyler easy easy but it, my computer's burning up from all this heat you're spitting good lord i i was so <laughs> i'm waiting for the day we have five games left i'm waiting for the day the jaguars win one of these stupid games <laughs> 
and I have to tweet, we won today. I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> okay. Oh, boy. All right. Good tweet. I mean, Mike Lennon, you, you played a great game, and that's great for you. Um, Please chill the F out. <laughs> oh. I fully support the Jacksonville Tankwires. Uh, my tweet is from you, and it's actually from, like, a few hours ago before we started recording. And it's from Greg Flamang. And it says, Brian Kelly made a conference title game before Jim Harbaugh. And boy, is it hot in here. <laughs> I mean, what's worse? The fact that Rutgers and Tennessee have two wins? or <laughs> No, no. It's definitely the Brian fact Kelly... that, that Notre Dame made a conference. Brian Kelly coaching Notre Dame. 100% <laughs> conference title worthy. <laughs> oh, my Jim. God. Jim Hopper of the Lions, where he will have the exact same problem. Um, yeah, but except, you know, <laughs> it'll be the Lions, so. It'll be historical. <laughs> it, will be, it will be historically uh, accurate. Oh. It'll just be consistent with the actual expectations of the program. Exactly, exactly. Besides uh, Michigan, oh. where what, what has actually been done is not consistent with the expectations of the program. No, it is not. Regardless. Uh, I mean, shout out real quick to Brian Kelly. Um, Agreed. Ever since that 4-8 Notre Dame year, reinventing himself yep. as a head coach reinventing the way the Notre Dame is structured like they because again we talked about it before the Notre Dame teams of the past were like undefeated because because they didn't lose their games not because they won their games. Be, and, and let's be real it. because of media bias oh yeah um like they were they were highly ranked because it's Notre Dame yeah um, they were coasting on their reputation rather than their performance which is not a, which is totally a real thing but I also want to clarify is not a specifically Notre Dame thing. oh no 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 like, no like Ohio State's getting that treatment right now, yep. <laughs> um, but I will say that now they're 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 a legit team this year. I mean, I don't think they can win a national championship, but I don't think most of these teams. I can win a listen. I I disagree. I think Notre Dame has made it to the teams that Re- could. Ooh. I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying they have a good chance of. That's probably what I mean. They like, could I'm not gonna do pick it them to do it, but they could like, do it. Like it two years ago when they went up against Clemson in the two three game, um, in the 2018. Uh, playoff mm-hmm. when uh, Clemson won the national championship against Bama that year. They were going up against Clemson, and I'm like, does Notre Dame deserve to be in this number three spot? Absolutely. Are they going to win this game? No. no there's no way. Yeah. This year, whoever Notre Dame plays better be ready to show Listen, up. Listen, I'm just saying, like, Ian, Ian Spellbook has been, every single time that man steps out of the pocket, I'm treating him with the same respect that I treated Deshaun Watson in terms of his ability to create plays. I'm not saying he's as good. I'm not saying he's as talented or any of that stuff. I'm saying that he has an ability to either not hurt Notre Dame. Man's a playmaker. Man's a playmaker. And sometimes making plays means doing nothing and getting rid of the football. But he does the right thing. And that's where I'm going with that. So So that's that on that. Tyler, we'll be back later on this week, or actually early next week, I should say, to review all of these games and hopefully – hopefully be celebrating an sec east championship be celebrating a trip to atlanta the opportunity to to fight alabama oh yeah and that's all we want baby that's all we want play fight alabama (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah i'm i it's i'm be tuned in oh yeah Oh yeah. So I mean, funny. Okay, so funny thing. I really hope that we we get it out of the way early because I may have to miss the second half because uh, I have to work. I have to work the uh, Panama City Christmas parade. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Let's. So you, 
you gonna see me up in the skybox uh in 60 sorry probably like 50 degree weather nice with a camera so 40 you better win like not only if i have to do this miserably <laughs> buddy like, not only that but the fau game is at six o'clock and as you know i am not in my apartment anymore and the primary team on the television when i'm here is the home team which is fau so I just I I want it to be done. It better not be a close game. <laughs> I just want it to be done early, so that way I can comfortably watch the second half on my laptop rather than on the television. So, with all that being said, anything else you want to say before we sign off, Tyler? I uh, know. Just once again, with the with the holidays approaching, uh, and it being it's cold out there. So uh, I know me in Florida, I'm late to this. Mm-hmm. It was it's officially cold here now. Oh, it's so, a, oh, um, it's officially cold now. Really. Oh, you shut up. All right. You shut up. I had snow a month ago and then three days later it was 60 degrees again in Connecticut. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It was horrible because I moved all my winter clothes out and then I was like, oh no, just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) It's a very noncommittal. I bought snow Uh, boots and then I was like, oh, so I don't have to wear these for another two months? Okay, cool. Thanks. Ooh. (sighs) I needed them anyway, so whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Uh, I gotta get all my snow clothes out, but not snow clothes, <laughs> but just mildly cold. I was clothes. about to punch you through this laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no, that's uh, that's all we gotta say. Uh, but everybody, stay safe out there. Yes. Uh, only a couple more weeks of the regular season. Then we got conference championships. Then we got playoffs. Then we got bowl games. It's coming like, soon. We're going to give you a bunch of content. We're going to have conference championship reactions. Uh, we are going to have, as always, our annual bowl, bowl extravaganza episode. Ooh. You know, there are less bowls this season, Tyler, but still over 30. I have checked. We're good. We got plenty of content to go from. And you know, you never know if the Gators make it to a national semifinal. Maybe we have a reaction immediately afterwards. You never know. You never know what's going to happen with bowl season and playoffs and championships and all that jazz. So stay tuned. There's one thing we do know. Though. What do we know? Rutgers and Tennessee have the same amount of wins. Rutgers and Tennessee have the same amount of wins, baby. Same amount of wins. And with that, Tyler, I think it's a perfect spot to end the episode. This has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased Tyler, but Kyle Trask for Heisman. Kyle Trask for Heisman.